Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, the Chafetz Chaim continues. This is in his Haggah, um, which is our, his edits, based on what we read before. So this is usually when he gets a little bit um, less formal and, and likes to speak his mind. And um, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read most of it, but not the beginning part. Um, he says as following. I know there are many people who, who have a will to slander others. And have accustomed themselves to this. To the point that nothing is going to help them. Nothing is going to deter them from their evil ways. They're going to find a leniency in this book. They're not even going to pay attention to the conditions of that leniency. And they're going to start permitting things that I never had, that I didn't enter my mind to permit. And they will not have any reservations about saying what they want to say. Because they're going to justify with what I said over here. And he will give leniencies at ter- certain times where it would be allowed to say things. Um, so basically he's considering that maybe I should not write this book. If, if people are going to come up with ways and ways out to say what they want, maybe it's better I don't write. Achamati, I felt, I'm not going to withhold this sefer from, from upstanding individuals just because there are those who will abuse the leniencies. Like the Chachamim say in Gemara Ba'abatra, over there it was um, um, Rabbi Yohanan Zakai was had a dilemma whether or not to publicize uh, various fraudulent measures uh, to merchants, what they must avoid, because some people might learn new methods of che- cheating. In the end, he said, So meaning, teach for the righteous people. I'm also well aware, that there's going to be people who, who want to downplay the importance of this. And they're going to say, value right? It's a very famous line in the, in the Gemara, where better people transgress unintentionally than transgress uh, deliberately. Okay? So maybe it's best not to inform somebody that something is not allowed, because if he's unaware of what is, what is not allowed, and he does it, the punishment is less severe. So based on this principle of the Gemara, maybe it's better to remain ignorant about the laws of La Sonara, okay? So then when they speak La Sonara, they're not going to be punished so bad. But I still feel I should teach this and people should know about it. Because first of all, we don't say this principle that better, better that you don't know rather than know when it comes to a mitzvah in the Torah. That doesn't apply. Okay? That's number one. It's found in the Yorah Chaim. Sorry? I said this is the Allah 
Okay, so when it comes so when it comes to the Rabbanan, that's when when you know in those situations, maybe best not to not to think, let maybe slowly teach him, but not uh, bring it all. But when it comes to a mitzvah from the Torah, said Lashonara This is an actual mitzvah written uh, very explicitly in the Torah. Ve'od and also imken If that's the case, we shouldn't teach people the laws of theft because there are so many people that steal. Every single day, they overcharge. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of uh, on atmamon going on. We spoke at length in, in our Mesilat Yesharim class about it. The Gemara Bavata says it's one of the hardest mitzvot to keep. People are overcharging and stealing all the time. So what are we going to do? Not teach them the laws? Because better that they remain ignorant than, than, uh, than teach them? We can't think that, that way. Even though the Gemara says that Everybody stumbles in the prohibition of Lashon Hara. Halo lo amru rak be'avak. Did the Gemara there not add that this statement is only about the dust of Lashon Hara, not actual Lashon Hara? So over there, the Gemara says that there is everybody stumbles in this Avera, but it's the avak Lashon Hara. It's not the, It's called the dust, which is not actual uh, specific statements. We're going to learn exactly what avak Lashon Hara is. But there are, you could actually refrain from Lashonara speaking. So you will benefit from studying these topics by that, that at least save you from violating the actual Avera. You could even save you from engaging in Avak Lashonara, the dust. As long as you put your heart to it and your mind to it. Also, okay, Maybe we shouldn't teach the laws of Shabbat, he says. We're, again, we're back to that same thing about uh, that principle. Keep people uh, unintentionally transgressing versus teaching them you know, the law. So should every rabbi not teach the laws of Yichot Shabbat now? Because this way people don't know. No, you can't say that. And the laws of Shabbat, they're compared to mountains suspended by, by hair, meaning there's so much, there's like very little scriptural support in the Chumash. The Chumash has very little to say about the laws of Shabbat. It says, uh, uh, Don't do work. And then it says, uh, and then, uh, uh, Don't lie. That's all it says. The whole, and yet we know how many books, Yichot Shabbat, you know, how many Simanim and Shukhan Aruch, right? And the, the Torah gives us just a few sentences of what, of what you can't do. And there's so many laws that are difficult. Also, why did our rabbis in Gemara Arachin delineate the principles of these, of these mitzvot? For example, they said over there, what is considered Lashonara? Nura Bey Planya is saying there is a flame to be in such and so's house. If you say, if someone comes up to you and says, where can I bake, right, something, okay, I need a place to bake, and someone says, so and so's house always has their fire on. So-and-so's house always has their fire on because people living there like to eat a lot. It implies that people there like to eat and they're constantly cooking. That's a, that is, is a small inkling of Lashon Hara. So we see that it is proper to teach it. We can also bring proof from the Torah itself. We have a commandment. It's actually one of our 
mitzvot, and one of the remembrances that we are supposed to remember every day, is that we have to remember what Hashem did to Miriam. We have to actually say this every day. So that we will contemplate the severity of the bitter of Lashon Arao. So according to what those people, again, that, that rule, maybe we shouldn't remember what Miriam did. Let's not talk about what Miriam did. And this way, we won't remind ourselves of Lashon Arao. And we'll remain unintentional. Absolutely not, he said. It's clear that the Torah discerned the depths of man's nature and determined that it's within one's ability to avoid this transgression. If this were not so, Hashem would, would not have commanded us to avoid speaking Lashon Hara because uh, Hashem doesn't seek excuses to deal harshly with His creations. Uh, and therefore, if a person contemplates his subject, he will benefit greatly to spare him from violating the transgression. Another benefit. At least you're not going to com- consider all this subject with total disregard. And if someone uh, occasionally studies into this, and then at least he's not going to be put into the category of like a person who his whole life is, he's an habitual Lashon Hara speaker. That the Chachamim and the Gemara compare this guy who's an habitual Lashon Hara speaker to a person who commits the three cardinal sins. Of of uh, which of course were uh, the cause of the destruction. The and they are subject to other punishments. Um, and one more thing. One who spoke lashonara. If he studies this book, at least he knows he sinned in front of Hashem, and that has value because a sinner is held accountable not only for sinning but also if he denies that he sinned. Behold, I'm judging for you when you say I did not sin. And more, he will make a point of appeasing that person. Or maybe at least not speak about him again. But this will not happen if he takes his book and totally ignores it or throws it behind his back and doesn't even consider a, a sin um, at all, and that con- uh, concludes the first part the, of the uh, of the hakdama. And now, bezat Hashem, tomorrow we'll look at uh, the petichah.